Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Should a child ever be expelled from school? Seems we're talking about school today. And I was reading a case that's currently before the High Court in relation to a child who was uh, unpredictably violent and aggressive who was expelled. Now, the teenager in this particular case has autism. And because it's before the High Court, obviously I don't want to discuss that particular case per se. But we can talk about it, you know, I suppose in general. And I did see a comment online from a couple of years back from a woman who said, and I'm going to read out her comment, right? My 12-year-old came home from school crying as if she was set upon by a girl a year above her for no reason. She was in the yard and this girl came over to my daughter and said that she needed to be taught a lesson for thinking she was the prettiest girl in the class. She then proceeded to pull a chunk of her hair from her head as she pulled her down and kicked her in the face, which caused a huge bruise on the side of her face. Thankfully, one of the teachers saw the incident and stopped it almost immediately. Uh, I had a meeting with the principal of the school and I was informed that the girl who attacked her was 13 years of age and was on the autism spectrum uh, with ADHD since the age of Sixth, the child has uh, cursed at teachers, is constantly aggressive and smokes openly in the yard and has to be told to stop on a regular basis. I know the parent of this girl and you wouldn't even approach her as she's as bad as her scumbag daughter. The principal did say uh, that she would talk to her mother and the child and she would get a verbal warning and she had been suspended before but the teenager can't be expelled. This teenager has attacked and verbally abused many other girls and boys and her mother doesn't seem to care. Uh, I believe uh, that other people have complained about her and they just will not expel her. The principal told me that she has special needs and he can't deny her a right to an education as after all, she'd end up having to go to another school anyway and they would then have to deal with the problem. So, I don't know if you maybe been in that situation. Is it fair? I mean, is this fair that we have to kind of, that your kids might have to deal with this? Now, I understand a child has special needs, that's fair enough. But is it fair that other children have to deal with it? Or do you believe schools need to be more understanding where kids who have special needs are concerned? If somebody has, you know, autism or is in the autism spectrum or has ADHD, um, which is only brought into the autism spectrum a few years ago, do you believe that schools need to be more understanding when it comes to their behaviour, which can sometimes be aggressive, violent, um, unpredictable? Do you believe that schools need to be more understanding and trained to deal with that situation? Let me know. Maybe you've been in that situation. Maybe you, your daughter or son has been a victim of somebody in that situation. Maybe your child is somebody with special needs who is unpredictable and can maybe be a bit aggressive and violent, be it in the home or in school. And you believe that schools are not dealing with it properly. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me go to Joe. Joe, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, Niall. Hi, Joe. Yeah, your, your child is 11 and he has special needs. He has autism. He does. He has autism. He has ADHD. He has a learning disability and he has a metabolic disorder. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so he's on the upper end of the spectrum, so to speak. Uh, no, he's moderate. Oh, okay. All right, okay. But you're saying that the schools aren't equipped to deal with it? No, especially mainstream schools, they are not equipped to deal with children like mine. I know because my before I've put my son in a special needs school, my son was in mainstream. And even the SNAs, they are not they don't have enough training to deal with kids like mine. They don't know what to do, they don't know how to handle their behavior. And is his his behavior is it unpredictable? It is, and it can be extreme. My son takes medication for ADHD. Rit- for Ritalin. He takes Ritalin. He takes 
Taiwans. Oh, okay. Uh, similar, different. similar. Yeah. Similar, but um, not exactly the same. Um, is ADHD is severe, like really severe. Okay, so uh, being honest, Joe, has he been aggressive? Oh, yes. He can control himself. His brain is not like my brain or your brain. Um, he can control it. His impulses. When he's not on medication, he takes medication. His medication is lasts about eight hours. It's long-lasting effects. But so like have, when but, wakes, but have you had? And I don't mean to rush you. It's just a cut. Obviously, I'm stuck for time. I but, have. Okay, yes. but in school, has he had problems? I mean, has he ever? Yes. Has he ever yes. abused? Has it cursed before, at teachers? Before he was, he's on a special school now. But before he was on medication, yes. And when the medication stops. Is the fact, yes, he's been screaming his head off for the past two months because he can't fall asleep. No, but, no, but no I'm, I'm talking about in, in school, has he, has he been violent yes. towards teachers? He has, he has. But thank God in the school, there he is. They know how to deal with him. They know how to keep but him yeah, but, it, but Yeah, but it's, it's I, I, absolutely, they're probably trying to deal with the aftermath. They are, yeah, but, they but are. in saying that, it still happens. So, is, so is it fair for other children, you know, to have to deal? And I'm not, I'm not having a pop at your son, but I'm just I saying, know. is it fair for other children to have to deal with that? Because yes, you can have all the training in the world, but if, if for example, the medication wears off, or if he's having a bad day and he starts shouting or cursing at another kid or verbally abusing somebody else, is that fair of other children to have to deal with that? Is it okay to say? Is it all right to say to them, "Oh, well, look, you know, he does have ADHD, so we let's make an excuse for it." It's not an excuse. It's not his well, fault. It, well, it, 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 yes, it, it's not. Himself. Absolutely, it's not his fault. But is, it is an excuse being used by no, people for I, the behaviour. No, I think the schools should be more prepared to deal. How with can you? Kids. How can you prepare to deal with us? How do you? You should that? have professionals that understand these kids. That absolutely, know, I'm not. That disa- I'm not disagreeing with that. But how do how you to deal? deal with them? So, in this case, where this mother's 12-year-old daughter came home crying because a girl with ADHD had grabbed her by the hair. Now, there's all the training in the world is not going to stop that from happening. Do you understand what I'm saying? I I understand what you're saying, but there are therapies that help. There's medication that helps. The problem is all those things are not in place. Like I'm. Like my son. My son needs therapy, needs to do OT, needs to do speech and language, and needs other therapies okay. to help him learn to cope. And most of these children need psychological... Okay, but, but, but hang on a second, because Neve is still there. There's, yeah, but, it's I mean, not in place. Okay, but you've heard, Joe, that schools are not dealing with it properly. They're not equipped to deal with it. They're not trained to deal with it. Uh, with her son, who's 11 years of age, and, and he has been aggressive and used bad language to teachers or whatever it is, or shouted at teachers or being aggressive. But, you know, he does have ADHD and, there are, and, and other problems, and he, they need to deal with it. I totally agree with Joe. And, I mean, I, I think that, first of all, it isn't Joe's and other children's fault that they are behaving this way, they don't understand they're behaving this way. It is just part of them. It is what they are. And if there was a child in the school with a with a visible disability, such as a wheelchair user, the school would be obliged to have everything in place for that child. But you, you, yeah, but you can't. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. 
you can't compare somebody who uses a wheelchair to somebody who may be violent or unpredictably violent or aggressive because the person in the wheelchair just needs access. That's a different situation who's a visible disability. So it's not, no, hang on, no, 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 be fair, it's not the same thing. It doesn't have, it doesn't have an effect on other people. No, but if they have a support, so that behaviour can be changed. Because special needs or ADHD, as we're talking about particularly now, it is a behavioural problem. It's nothing to do with a physical accessibility problem. That's but different. If, if but it's a brain problem. Around, exactly. And if the school turns around, if a mainstream school turns around to Joe and says, yes, Joe, your son is welcome in our school, well, they can't then turn around to Joe and say, but we have absolutely no facilities and nobody trained. But they, but a lot of schools do need, they have people who are trained, but they just don't have enough. And they can't always have enough, depending on how many kids, uh, you know, are, you know, uh, reserved or booked into that school that year that happen to have special needs. Now, but the, po- the, the real question I'm asking here today is, should other children have to deal with the consequences. And as I said, with all the training in the world, you're not going to stop individual instances happening. In other words, should they have to deal with those consequences? And is it fair to turn around then and say, well, I'm sorry that, you know, Johnny hit Mary because, um, well, look, we're really sorry. We'll try much to make sure it happened again. But Johnny does have special needs. I think school kids have to deal with all sorts of consequences. I've dealt twice with two different types of bullying. One from a special needs child who, in fairness, didn't, he, it's not that he didn't mean to hit my son, but I just don't really think he understood what was going on. But that's and but that's kind of irrelevant when you're a parent and your kid comes home with a black eye. I understand that, but at the same time, the school dealt with it really well. They treated that child the same way they would have treated my son. Well, if they, yeah, but if your son had done that, you know, at Thursday at 12 or 13 years of age, particularly in secondary school, they'd have been expelled. No, I would... I, I would... Wouldn't. Sorry, Joe. I would blame the lack of services. We have kids... Waiting, like, my kids needs OT, a service that should, should be there. The OT, the only OT therapist that was taking care of my son's school and other two schools left, left, just left. The services say they are there. They're not. Ian, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Ian? How are you? Good, Ian. It's a very difficult situation for both parents, the parents of the child, you know, who has the problems and who can be violent and abusive and the parents of children who then have their children who have to deal with that. So it, it's difficult on both sides. Um, but uh, what's your situation, Ian? Well, I suppose, Niall, um my son, I suppose, has, has ADHD, you know, and I suppose, just picking up on your point a while ago, um, we'd our son, I suppose, through primary, he was in mainstream. Um, and we kind of made a decision towards, um, from speaking to the school, I suppose, and doing a lot of research, we decided to put him into a kind of, we decided to put him into a special school um, in sixth class um, because, I suppose, they were more equipped with, with laptops and all the resources that he would have needed. Um, and then when it came to, I suppose, putting him into first year, we put him back into a mainstream Um and I suppose when we put them into the mainstream, we would have done a lot of research on secondary schools and the ones be that are better equipped to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and to be fair, with to be fair about it, like um, they, they 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 threw the kitchen sink at them. Like they couldn't have been more 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 helpful. But like, how many hours of resources was he getting a week? I mean, I know they deal in hours. It's hours is yeah. are almost like currency. Um, well, it's, I suppose this is the other side of it. I suppose look, there was an S, there was an S and A in, inside in the the classroom, but he wasn't the only lad that would have required that that S and A. So it was spread out among his class, you know. Right. Um. 
So, like, on average, I suppose, a week, he might have got maybe 12 hours a week. Right, OK. Um, and I suppose, look... Um, and how was he dealing with it? I mean, I mean, what was his behaviour like in school? And by the way, I'm not having a go with him if his behaviour was a tort. But, what, but was, is he unpredictable? Can he be violent? Um, violent, no. Thank God. Not, thank God he wouldn't say violent. Um, but, he, like, he... he he would have been aggressive, kind of, with his mouth more, more than anything. Okay. Um, I suppose. Look, um, growing up, I suppose. You know, I, I'm listening there on air about, um, you know, the bullying side of it and things. And he would have actually been prone to bullying when he was growing up, believe it or not. Right. Because if you often heard the old saying, I suppose, messing turns to serious ADHD. You know, encounters hyperactivity. So if he's going, say, if he's messing with someone, he he just didn't know what to stop. So then the other person then gets very, I suppose, peed off. Um, and then that can turn into, I suppose, uh, an all-out war between two kids. You know what I mean? And how is he now? <laughs> Pardon me. How is he now in secondary school? Um, I suppose for the first two months. At night, I was more times inside in the school than he was, like. Right, you know? okay. And that's been honest about it because of various incidents, I suppose, where... What, um, he had he, just said things to other pupils or he had spoken no, he, out of turn? Exactly, yeah, and he started refusing. He started refusing um, the SNA um, as well um, because he kind of didn't like her. In, in his own mind, he didn't like her and he didn't want her, I suppose, helping him. Um, and I suppose um, we can intervene, uh, I suppose, there as well um, because if she sat down so, beside him, he, he, mm. he'd get up and he'd move. I don't mind. And I suppose he was he was more self conscious now, you know. So what's what's dead. the answer? I mean, obviously, you know, he's not extremely difficult, but there are some kids who are more difficult than he would be than than your son would be. So, but, so well, what's the solution when when a child is a problem and can be a problem because they have special needs and a problem for other children and the teachers? Is is it as Joe said up to the school to be able to deal with that better? You know, because you can't always deal with it. You know, and particularly with say the, the email I read out at the start of the show or the message that was online that I spotted online from a couple of years ago, where a mother said her daughter came home with obviously a bruise on her face and crying because a kid with special needs had pulled her hair now yeah. and kicked her. Now, Niall, all the it, training it, in the world wouldn't stop that from happening. Do you know what no, I mean? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. But it, Niall, it started. It started at the top, right? I, I, with the government, I'll tell you. At the moment, in the at the moment in Ireland, there's a thousand schools, right, that are waiting for completion or that are under that are waiting to be renovated, right. Number one, number two, you have a situation in this country where I suppose you know, um, as you said, if Johnny hits Mary or whatever, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of parents will try and brush it under the carpet. They're sure he's ADHD or whatever. It, the, the buck stops with with the child for his behaviour, obviously. But should but, the child be treated differently? Because, and I don't want to refer to the case, I don't want to refer to the case in the High Court at the moment, but but there are many cases out there where parents will say, oh, well, the principal won't do anything about it because he says the child has ADHD and they have to deal with it differently. No, if a child with ADHD is a mainstream school, and and, and I I speak for my own son, I suppose, in that regard, if, if the parents are willing to put them into mainstream, they have to be treated the exact same way as what any other child would be treated in mainstream. So if he verbally abuses or physically abuses another child, they need to be suspended or indeed expelled if it's quite serious. Uh, in my opinion, they need to find a yeah, different see, solution. Uh, a different solution. But, okay, see, it, but then what is the solution? Because as the principal in the school said to this woman, well, I can't expel the child because it only ends up the child has to go to another school and then they have to deal with the problem. So, right, but I'll, I'll tell you what the solution is in my eyes. My, in my eyes, there's there should be there should if there are kids inside in the classroom that have ADHD, right? 
there should be a, there should be a, a teach a teacher or an SNA just specifically for behavioural purposes inside in the class, right? If a child is speaking out of turn, if a child is acting out of turn, that child should automatically be removed from the class. They should be taken away, they should be calmed down, everything should be explained to them in relation to their behaviour, right? They have, they, they, they're qualified, they know what to do, I know what to do with my son. If my son is at home and if my son is acting out, right, he needs time out. How do I provide the time out? I take him away, I go for a walk with him. You know what I mean? In the heat of the moment, you have to... And, that, and that's well and good, you as a parent, because obviously you care so much about your son and you're, and you're, and you're used to dealing with him, right? But it's not always possible in every scenario in a school for, you know, somebody who's trained to go straight to that class, take that child out, you know, walk them up the road a little bit or around the yard and have a little chat with them on a school bench or something like that and, and then bring them back in, you know, when they've calmed down. It's like those situations, that, that's ideal and it sounds great, but it's not always possible. Actually, do we have ever stay there? Because Diane believes exactly the same thing in some sense. Diane, you're in Classic Hits. How are you doing, Diane? Hi, Noel. How are you? You believe SNAs need to be better trained. And sure, everybody's saying that, but you can't train for every every situation. Right. Okay. Well, I'll give you my situation. My granddaughter is, at the moment, possibly going to be expelled from school. She's eight years old. She's not hit another child. She's not torn another child's hair out or done any of that. But because she is non-verbal... And she talks in laughs, the sign language. The school doesn't, or the SNAs and the teacher don't understand her because none of them have done a laugh course. And is she, in, is, she, is she in mainstream school? Yes. She is in a unit within a mainstream. Okay, yeah, like a reading unit or whatever it happens. They call them reading well, units. It's, it's, no, no, no. It's a, an ASD unit. Right, okay. Or autistic, or autistic specific unit. So it's only for children, the only children who are in there all autistic okay but they're all different some talk some don't leave only signs right okay. she doesn't use picture exchange because so she's there three years now so we're not talking about she only just joined the school she's been there three years and for people who don't understand when you say she's non-verbal at eight years of age it's not because she's mute it's because psychologically she doesn't feel the need to talk well she has dyspraxia and they think that yeah. because of her dyspraxia she can't get the sound out. Okay, I, I know, I know. My daughter has dyspraxia and my daughter was nonverbal for quite a long time, when, when not up to the age of eight, obviously, right? Uh, but yeah. it, but she didn't talk as early as many other kids and also she had selective mutism, what they call selective mutism. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I, I do have an understanding of that and ha- how that yeah. works. Um, now, thankfully, my daughter's 17 now and she has come on great. Um, so oh, if, that's that's a, if, if that's any hope to you, listen. Well, I can tell you now, at home, we all sign... And when I say all, I'm talking about my other grandchildren who are 14 and 16. They but here's, here's the thing I want to ask you, right? And, and pardon my ignorance if I, if I can ask you this. If, you're all, if your daughter is capable of talking, but it's psychological and it's, and it's a selective mutism, right? Or, or nonverbal, right? And she's signing and you're all signing back to her. Does that not encourage her to keep doing that? Like oh, if, no, if it was a case where just, she had oh, to talk. Well, well, you don't just sign, you talk. Yeah. So when she's signing to you, you're saying everything that she's signing. And when you're signing to her, you're saying everything that you're signing. And that's so that she understands the sign because they say that autistic children are very visual. So she's looking at the signing. She's getting the visual, but she's also listening. And why do they want to expel her, by the way? What happened or what was the scenario or the situation? Uh, 
basically, um, they, they, can't, they can't cope with her. And a lot of it is down to communication. But, no, but what, in, what in particular happened? Something that obviously it was a series of events that led them to come to this conclusion. It wasn't just the case that she's not talking. Right, so she has, they say she has behavioural issues, issues, which comes with autism. Um, she, I can't actually say exactly what it was because I'm not 100% sure whether they're going to use that or not. So I don't want to put it out there. But um, that she has behavioural issues. We worked what, with Okay, well, was there aggressive behaviour? Uh, yeah, yeah, there can be aggressive behaviour. But we don't get that aggressive behaviour at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because we give her everything because we don't so when she looks for something at home and it's a no it's a no and uh, she stops but then are they, are, they, are they suggesting that your daughter or your granddaughter should say should be in a special school they are saying that which is great you know if you can get her into a special school I, know, I understand and I mean, this is there where, may be one in your this area is where yeah. my, well, it's amazing that there's one in my area this is where I, my, my, my original text said you know, it's terrible for any child to be expelled from school. It's an awful thing to happen to any child to be expelled but, from but school he, but, for whatever reason. Yeah, but uh, Diane, you know, other parents I know are listening and are saying, well, if your daughter has challenging behaviour, or your granddaughter has challenging behaviour um, and they can't deal with that, well, then the only option for them, as far as they're concerned, is, you know, that you need to put her into a special school or, well, your daughter or son or whoever it is, is the parent of the child. needs so to. So they know, can find me a special school? Well... I suppose because they're... I've been to every special school in uh, South County Dublin, and the waiting lists are kind of like two hundred mm-hmm. waiting to go in there. So you can well the state. Well, the state has an obligation. I know legally the state has, the state an, obligation has an obligation to educate yeah. your child. But what happens if they do decide to expel her? The, the meetings in a week and a half, right? So board management meet. We get to have our say. Principal has their say. Um, and then they decide, actually, yeah, we're going to expel her. I can put it in but the, Yeah, but, but what I'm trying to figure out is here, and, you know, and I am completely understand and I have empathy for the situation that you're in, and, and it's not your daughter's fault or your granddaughter's fault. I mean, that's just the special need that she has, and she is on that spectrum. But in saying that, they also have to consider the school teachers, the other children in the class. They, they have, these are things that they have to consider as a school. And if your daughter or if your granddaughter's behaviour is exceptional or challenging in the way that it may affect other children, that's something they have to consider. I understand what you're saying. Okay, I really do. But if she was within a classroom setting of 25 or 30 children with just one SNA with her, I would be saying exactly the same. She is within a unit where they are supposed to be trained to deal with autistic children of and every autistic child is different there is no two autistic child they all have different needs yes it's not even that they have different needs they have different sensory issues different behavioral patterns different behavior patterns everything so but but and, and no school or no unit can be trained to deal with every one of those if like a fingerprint they're all unique i understand that but there is training out there which will give you uh, an idea as to which direction to go with the child. Which well, okay, well, 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 hang, yeah, well, hang on both of you for a second. And I know Ian is obviously listening to you with great interest because obviously he's in a similar situation, but obviously his child is verbal. It's, I mean, you, you don't have that situation, Ian, where your child no. is non-verbal. 
no, I don't, right? But I was listening intensively there, no. And, uh, like, she started off the conversation, I suppose, by, by saying that um, uh, the school are, are, are contemplating removing her child from the school because of um, of the, the child being associated with with sign, not verbal, right? Yeah. But then, but then the, the conversation continued on, you asked her, was, it, was, was the child aggressive? And she said she couldn't speak about it because... Um, she couldn't go into detail because the school might use it against her. So it's either is it one or is it the other? Is it that it's it's because I of never the said that she wasn't aggressive. I never said that. No, I asked you to give a specific, and I can't give a specific. Well, I, well, all I'm saying is I'm I'm just wondering what led to the point of her being, you know, the other suggestion because of her being expelled. Something obviously led to that. I mean, there was an, an event or a series of events that led to her because. Nope. But, nope. but you did well, say, but you did say that she had been. That, that, that she has. She there's has behavioural problems. Well, there has been behavioural problems. Yeah, but so it's not just the no, the fact that she's non-verbal and using sign. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. It's it is the aggressiveness comes out if you don't understand her. I know, I understand if that. You haven't made so none of them have made that effort to to learn how to communicate with her. Well, uh, is she so we sorry, that, well, so, yeah, sorry, Ian, what are you trying to say? Sorry, to, to, that, I, is, is your child assigned an SNA inside, in her, inside in the ASD unit where she, she, has a, um, she has an SNA that, that's qualified in sign language? No. No. It's not. Well, I'm, I'm assuming there is, there is an SNA or two NSNAs in the unit. There are three SNAs. Okay, so they share them. They can't assign everyone an SNA. Well, they it's a can. They can because the, there is. I, I, I think there's a feasibility. Well, well, okay, but I think you know there's so many children obviously with different behavioural problems, and we have only so many SNAs. So if you're in a, a particular unit and they assign two or three SNAs to a unit that might have ten children in, they have to share them. That's just the way it works. You can have in a unit is six. Yeah, but you can't. You can't, you can't assign everyone an SNA. No, it, no, it's no, just an impossibility. No, no, but normally, like, the school my daughter's going to know has an ASD unit, right? And we would know families of, uh, kids of families who would be there. And from my understanding, like, if there's six in the class, well, then there's, there's an, uh, there is, there is, a, there is support there. There's an SNA there, I suppose, who would cater for... A shared SNA. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Three in that SNAs class, and like. a teacher. Sorry? Three SNAs and a teacher. Yeah, okay. Within a unit. That's that's, so that's, that's one, the one general for Yeah, so in the unit your your granddaughter's in, Diane, what's the, what's the, what's the situation? Is, is there three SNAs? It's three SNAs and a teacher. Okay, so, um, and how many kids is there? Six. So what more can they do? Yeah. What more do you, would you well, want? You can't have six SNAs. Uh, well, I'm not saying they can have six SNAs. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But they do need more training. That was my and, whole point. Are you doubting the ability of the SNAs then? I am actually, yes. Yeah. Are there any, are there any oh. of them? I, I mean, no, I'm I mean, I think that these people who are SNAs, they have more patience than I'd ever have. They're wonderful individuals, uh, generally speaking. Uh, they do it, they're not on fantastic wages for what they do. They're dealing with children with special needs, with all different problems. They can't be trained to deal with every situation. And if a child becomes aggressive, and if a child, I'm not saying that your granddaughter is violent, but some children are violent, you know, I don't believe anyone gets paid to deal with that. I, I think there is a special, you know, you have to end up then in a situation where, well, okay, we have to find a special school where they can deal with that situation, that can deal with that behaviour and people who are trained specifically to deal with that behaviour. And I know you're saying you have a problem finding the special school that is waiting list. I understand that as well. Brian, well, hang on for a second because, Brian, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Brian? How's it going? 
Uh, Brian, you're, you're 40 years of age and you've ADHD. Well, 47. Yeah, well, as an adult, I suppose, it becomes a little bit easier to deal with, you know, the situation that, that you're in. It does, yeah, you do. You learn to live with it. But, of course. But I'm hearing from, from, like, I think kids didn't understand me growing up and even as adults, a lot of people still don't, even the people who are Yeah, but you're in your 40s and, and you know, well, I'm 55. In, in our day, you know, you were just a bold kid. Oh yeah, I was shipped off the ferries, yeah, yeah, because I was a bold kid. They didn't understand me, but they understood me a bit better up there. But what my point is, is, is people don't understand and appreciate our social skills. I mean, it's not just like I still, even as an adult, can get carried away in social, uh, like 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 over talking, being rude, like people thinking I'm being boisterous and I'm not. It's just it's the hyperactivity part, even as an adult, that can just take over and all the time just saying it. Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I think everybody, we're all somewhat, Brian, on some sort of spectrum. I think we all are as adults, as yeah, human but beings. I mean, no, there's more than, than, than just, I, I mean, I... I know, I, know I understand that. I understand what you're saying. But no, but, but no, also just saying is my point is, 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 like, for me, wanting people to be more understood, I would be happy with people just understanding me more the same way when I'm in a social, say, uh, uh, place, I have to understand everyone else. No, and, I, and, I, and you're right. And I do believe that people who know you and maybe know that you've ADHD should be a little bit understanding that if you don't have great focus yeah, so or you don't have great concentration levels or whatever, or you're a bit rude every now and again because, and it's not because you're intentionally rude. By the way, I'm a little bit like that, Brian. I, they, they give out to me here in the office all the time because Helena and Ashley will be talking about one thing and I'm watching the television behind them and they're saying, and they're saying you're extremely rude, but I, I genuinely believe from maybe a young age that I maybe have some, maybe traits of aspect maybe in some sense, right? Well, look, so we, as you said, we all kind of like that, but all is like... Yeah, like, so people should be understanding. I agree. No, yeah, no, 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 but like what I'm saying is like because of people's lack of understanding, the, the understanding is put back on us to yeah. understand. We're, we're here to actually fall into the It's kind of like sending a person with a wheelchair to... to, to you, you have to understand why footpaths are not made for you. Do you know what I mean? Where we should really be on, like, making the footpaths for, for them. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, but I, I think what people are saying is it's up. We have a level of understanding, absolutely, but the level can only go to a certain distance. In other words, we understand, you know, that Brian might have difficulty in focusing. He might come across as a bit rude by times because maybe he doesn't concentrate or focus the way other people focus. But you know, if Brian gives somebody a smack, well, look, there's our understanding has gone out the door. Well, you see, uh, no, I was like that chapter. I said a little when I go more verbal with my aggression, but my aggression was never. Uh, it, it was more from like I would overact to or react to a situation. Say, like, for example, like, I remember just one particular time a fellow called me mother fat when she was pregnant. Right. And I overreacted. No, no, I did overreact. And you decked him. Yeah, no, I didn't deck him. I was oh. like, hold him. But what I'm saying is, oh, that aggression is not just, is, I think there's a difference in, like, I have two uh, family, my niece and my, my, my sister have, like, autistic kids. Now, one of the kids at one stage was just aggressive for no apparent reason at times. She even hit her little sister. What I'm just saying is, like, with ADHD, I think sometimes a lot of the, not saying all of us, don't get me wrong, I'm not as high up in the spectrum as other kids and families I've met, so I understand that when it comes to the ADHD, but, but a lot of my aggression came from frustration with people lashing out at me, and it was, you know what I mean, and because when you get into that uh, mm. point, and even as an adult, oh my God, I mean, it's ha- I've learned to walk away that's my but but how do you, but how does a school deal with that, Brian? You know, when you've got you know five hundred kids or four hundred kids in a school, 
and they have so many other things to deal with, and other problems and bullying and all sorts of carry on. So, okay, so they've got a kid like Brian, right, who overreacts to a situation maybe on a regular basis. I'm not, I'm not saying you in particular, Brian, right, but who overreacts on a, on a regular basis because he has ADHD, right? And and the parents around him say, well, hold on a second, he has ADHD, you have to have some level of understanding. So the school treat that child differently and, 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 and accept certain behaviours that wouldn't be acceptable normally with a child. Well, yes. They should. Yes. Well then, well, so what about, well, then what about the parents of little Johnny who gets a smack off young Brian? There's only one way we're going you know to what change mean? it. But that is the only way we're going to change that. I think as kids and people get more understanding of... Well, no, well, you, Bob, Brian, we can have all the understanding of the world, and I think we genuinely do. I think most people do have understanding of special needs, or fair understanding of it, okay? Maybe not as much as they should. But we don't have to accept that because uh, a, a young kid like Brian, um, you know, overreacts to a situation because he has ADHD. And in this letter, for example, I'm not saying you would do it, uh, this woman's daughter came home crying because she had, and she had a bruise on her face and her hair was pulled by a girl who has special needs. And the so school is saying, well, we're not going to expel her. But if we don't teach as a young, as, as people at a young age, right, how to handle these situations, then we just send How do you handle that situation? But Brian, how do you handle that situation? Let me finish there for a minute. Let me finish, please. All I'm just saying is if we don't teach kids from a young age how to deal with certain situations of this, this is what happens when people get older, is they don't know how to deal with it even as adults. And the more and more we teach kids how to deal with these situations, I'm not saying it's the perfect scenario, but it's obviously not working the way we're trying to do it and we're trying to change it. All I'm just saying is that we teach kids at a younger age, not saying they have to get away with it the whole time and no repercussions. I'm- I'm with you. I'm with you, Brian, 100%. We should be talking to to our young kids about children yeah. who have special needs and the way yeah. they may behave and how to and deal I with that. And going forward, then the more and more that becomes so but, but, Brian, you still can't deal with isolated situations where a kid with special needs, and I spoke to somebody recently where a kid with special needs took a knife to another kid in the toilets and they excused the child because he had right. special needs. No, no, but that's the extreme. You're missing the point. I'm not on about, okay, I'm granted, I understand that, but I'm saying about the general day-to-day, and that seems to be what we're saying here, is general day-to-day should we deal with it I, like, like in any extreme case we should deal with any extreme case with, with, with seriousness and the weight of gravity that deserves but if we're going to talk about day-to-day how we go about it I think yes certain situations should be given more and maybe if, if what I'm saying is the kids understood more that well hang on he doesn't understand it, so I can't... I know that yeah, he, he doesn't understand the social cues, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? So, like, and, and the more other kids are taught and just take that as a pinch of salt, I think they won't even look at it as if they're doing something special. They just realise automatically, well, I can't exactly, and, and are more appreciative of I, I just... I know what you're saying. I, I, look, I'm not looking for a utopian world, I'm just... Yeah, you're not looking for a get-out-of-jail-free card, but you're just looking for a bit more understanding. Brian, do me a favour. Stay with me for a second. Diane, please stay with me, because I want to talk to uh, after the break. Of, uh, somebody wants to come on who is a spe- uh, an SNA, uh, and maybe we'll get a bit more of insight into that. You can keep texting 087 Some of the texts come in. Niall, I understand Diane's situation. I'm in a very similar situation myself, but eventually I had to take my daughter out of the school and put her into a special school because the mainstream school couldn't deal with her behaviour. Um, I don't think it's fair that I am imposing the behaviour of my child on children in that class who didn't behave in a similar fashion. Uh, another person says, uh, uh, Niall, uh, Brian uh, is a great advocate for people with ADHD. I have ADHD as well and I'm now in my 50s, uh, but I don't expect other people to bend over backwards to deal with my problem. Um, okay, but I think I know what Brian was trying to say, that maybe if we just educated young children into understanding the behaviour of children who have special needs, not just ADHD, by the 
the way, children with autism, children with Down syndrome, children with different uh, special needs, that then in turn, they may have a little bit more understanding. I'm not saying they should accept a slap in the mouth or somebody to pull their hair, as was suggested in the email, but certainly. Uh, somebody also tweeted a, a picture there, I noticed it on Twitter. Uh, Trisha said, uh, trust me, special schools don't always have the most attentive staff. This was my daughter's face after an attack in a special school. And she's put up uh, pictures of her daughter's face, which is not very nice. Lots of marks and bruises all over it. Let me go to Nigel. Nigel, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Nigel? How are you, Niall? Uh, Nigel, you've heard Diane on the air there just before the break, and Brian as I well. I did, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Diane's daughter, granddaughter, should I say, obviously has, there's behavioural issues as well as yeah. the selective yeah, mutism. Yeah, it sounded that way. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Nigel, what's the situation in school? How do they deal with these situations in mainstream school? Well, I, I, I've worked in three different settings, Niall. Um, I've worked in a setting where it sounds very similar to... Um, what Diane's uh, grandchild is in at the moment. Okay, especially you. Uh, yeah. Three SMAs for a class, one teacher, six kids. Um, um, and, you know, it's not ideal for every child. It works for some kids. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, works for some, some kids or another. Some kids, like, it, it sounds very much like to me that Diane's chi- uh, grandchild uh, needs to go to a school. And I worked in another school where, in an ABA autism school, Right. Where uh, there was twenty three um, SNAs and twenty three um, students. Right. Okay. So basically, it's one to one. So there's kind of massive resources put into that. It is. It's huge resource, and it's very hard to get into. But it is. It is. It sounds like very much like that's where that child needs to be in, in an environment like that. It, it is possible. They are out there. They are great schools. Actually, uh, I work in Sapling Special School. Um, um, it does a number of them around around Dublin and uh, a couple of them around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where she needs to be, in my opinion. Listening to okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, okay? But the, my my granddaughter's been in this school three years. The first two years passed no problem, right? She yeah, but you have to understand thriving. she's probably learning more behaviours as she gets older as well. Uh, she's learning more behaviours, but she's also learning more how to, to, to communicate. Which yeah, school lots, is keeping up with her? You can't really expect the school to keep up with the kids. The kids need to keep up with the school. That's, that, you know, and, I, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful to you in any stretch, but you can't expect every person in every school to keep keeping up. It, 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 I'm the not resources asking for every there. person in every no, school. Uh, even I'm, asking every every I'm, a, I'm asking for one. I'm asking for one. With, with all due respect, it's impossible to have one SNA for every kid in in. I, uh, you know, no, she's, she's asking for the SNAs to be retrained to deal with her daughter. No, right. I'm asking for them. To, okay. Well, what, 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 okay, well, Diane, let me establish. We've established something for those who just tuned in. Your, your daughter is nonverbal, or your granddaughter is nonverbal, and in a school. And recently, the school has suggested expelling her. And the reason yeah. is that there has been... They can't a, cope with her behaviour. No, no, no. But there has... Let, let's, we, we have to be clear with the facts. There has been a few instances, obviously, right, of challenging behaviour. Challenging behaviour. Yeah. And, and, by, and by your own admission, there was aggression, aggression involved. Yeah. But she's not the only child. I'm not saying she is. I'm just you saying. So, but she, uh, she, the, the child is in the wrong surroundings now. So, okay. what, what, so Diane, I need to establish, what is it you believe your granddaughter needs? One-to-one well, one care. One-to-one help. One-to-one help? No, one-to-one teaching. She needs teaching. One-to-one assistance. She doesn't need. Yeah, she needs teaching. She doesn't need yeah. help. 
Certainly somebody to help her. But, they're trying, but they are, but Diane, with, with respect, the school that she's in, I don't know what school it is and I don't want to know, they're trying to help. What more can they do? They've got three special SNAs and a school teacher looking after six children. For many people out there, that's right. something they couldn't even expect in, in a lifetime. So they're giving her all the attention for a mainstream... They're not really, though. But, hang, but it's a mainstream school. It's not a special needs school. It's a mainstream school. It's a unit within a mainstream school, but it's still a mainstream. They have other kids... To, to consider too. It's so physically the, impossible, Niall. To, it's physically impossible. I've worked I don't in the know environment. What you want, Diane. It's physically, yeah, absolutely. It's physically impossible for to get one person to specifically say with that child all day, every day. It's physically impossible. It'll never be done. Did I, cannot did do I it. actually say that? Did you I did. actually say that? Was what you I did. never said. But you I did. wanted you want something one to sit with her one on one. I wanted something in the class to learn love. But hang on a minute. There's lots of, there's lots, there's lots of. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Hold on. Hold on. With the greatest respect. Oh, hold on. Hold on. There, there is low. There is a lot of different communication. Have you? Systems. Okay. Well, as an SNA, have you ever dealt with person who is Nigel, who is nonverbal, and where you have to use sign language? I have. I have used. Not specific, I, I. I. I know how to do love. Not specifically sign language. There's lots of other ways. There's a grace app. There's okay. Uh, she could. She pecks. There's lots of different ways. Picks. She outgrew picks. You, you, you cannot out, she hang on, sorry, with the greatest respect, you cannot game. outgrow. You cannot outgrow picks. You can outgrow picks. No, 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 you cannot. They can be developed all the way through your life. You can outgrow picks. Uh, no, all you, you have to do is upgrade decide, them. If you decide, and this is what she decided, them. she's outgrowing them because she's decided that love is her form of communication. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That, that's you fine, choose but she, to talk, right? Yeah, she that's chooses fine. to sign. But yeah? That's fine. But there is lots of different ways to communicate without training. Oh, I know. Okay, but I, I, again, I don't think this is the main issue. And even if somebody did, you know, learn, you know, what what you're kind of asking for, and I believe, to be honest with you, Diane, you are asking for a bit much for a mainstream school. But in saying that, even if somebody did, that's not a guarantee that the behaviour problems, which are causing the expulsion, not the, the fact that somebody doesn't know love, it's the behaviour problems, are going to go away because there's obviously other behavioural issues. No, the message I sent in is in that. It, 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 it says that that child listening from the outside in, and I don't know the child, and I don't know the lady specifically, but it sounds very much like that that child needs an IEP, which is an individual education plan. Okay. Well, oh. well, well, very quickly, because I just have to, I've only got 40 seconds, and I need to just get Joanna in very quickly, because we've been waiting a while. Sorry, Joanna, you're also an SNA. Uh, or sorry, go ahead, Joanne. Sorry. Hi, oh, Niall. Yeah. Um, I'm an SNA for 14 years, and I work with kids with special needs, and I went on to have a son with autism, and I work in, with autism, and I entirely agree with what that man Nigel had to say. My son attends a autism class attached to a mainstream school, not the one that I work in. And I've been so fortunate. But I do agree with what that man said, Nigel, about how the child needs to keep up with the school. And I have a child with challenging behaviour at times. And I take it very seriously when he injures other children from school. And it's addressed. And it's been addressed every step of the way because it's not okay. I don't care what No, it's not okay. And it's definitely isn't. But she hasn't. Also, no, she, no, there's no suggestion that she's injured anybody, but her behaviour has become challenging, Joanna. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a child with challenging behaviour on the spectrum too. I understand completely. And it's heartbreaking when you, when you get these letters home and stuff. I feel your pain. However, I think the thing that what needs to be said, there's two things that need to be said, is that autism units that are attached to mainstream schools were designed to be temporary, where the children would spend some years in special ed and then graduate and move on into mainstream. These children were it was never supposed to be a long-term solution for a child. They were never supposed to be isolated from the mainstream school and be separate. 
and, and it's become that way. It's become a separate entity. Because and I imagine the child will never really progress if they stay in a unit all the time. No. Well, they, well, they can't really, you know. I mean, the, the whole idea of the unit is to teach them how to deal with life and deal with mainstream yes. school. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.